On your mark, get set, let's go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Mister, will you please wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up? Good morning! Kevin Durant, you should have never left California. This bronze sexual upset me in oh, having no. to bring this, this teenage idiot from Wisconsin into a sports conversation. Are you really surprised that the Cowboys are giving up on Ezekiel Elliott? Whoa, well, no one cares about baseball. Bitch, are you for real? Thank you, Carl Johnson, for your production expertise. Stand by a minute. Hey! Oh, got it. It's too far away. Okay. Now we're ready. Good morning! As I put on my extra eyes, welcome to the Wacky Wednesday. Welcome to the Wacky Wednesday edition of Snowman in the Morning. Glad to have y'all with us. And man, I'm feeling great. Welcome to Chicken Wing Wednesday. Thank you, Victor. Let's say hi to the folks in the Fanatic Feedback Zone, including the Hawk TV, who I believe is based in Atlanta. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And my buddy Victor Locke, who is in my precious hometown of Chicago, Illinois. And Victor says, welcome to Chicken Wing, Chicken Wang Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Chicken Wang Wednesday, which means (sighs) there's a bronze sexual confession. There is quite the bronze sexual confession. And I can't I can't hide. I won't hide it anymore. I won't hide it anymore. Pick up the podcast wherever you consume your podcast, and there will be a change. Uh, there will be a change beginning today. Um, today, I'm going to re-upload this week's episodes and start with this week's episodes in our formats. So there will be hour one. There will be an hour two. I will mark the seg and I will. Uh, Keep the segments up as well, but I will upload them in our segments so you can get the full uh, replay of the show. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Be Daring Foundation. That's B-E-E Daring Foundation.org. Erasing and eradicating the stigmas of mental health for high school college high school college athletes first respond high school and college students first responders and athletes for more go to beedaring.org and thank you to Michelle Demuria for and her foundation for sponsoring not only this episode but the show and the network in general let's go it's the whip around presented by fanatics 
we start in San Francisco where the Phoenix Suns demonstrated their superiority, even though they were under banned over the homestanding Golden State Warriors, 125 to 113. The Warriors were down by 25 once upon a time, 88 to 63, and it got so bad that Andre Iguodala, yes, the calming voice of the Golden State Warriors, was ejected. All that's the bad news. The good news, for those of you who don't believe it, the Warriors still stand only two games out of first place in the Pacific Division. Wow. Talk about champs struggling and yet still being in it. Yes, they are. But the thing with the Golden State Warriors, and I'll talk about this at a later date, they, they got to win on the road, man. They got, they, they got to win on the road. And I'm hoping they turn that around soon. Jimmy Butler took the last free throw of the night, then bent his knees a bit and almost seemed unsure about what would happen as the ball made its way to the rim, according to USA Today. USA Today. It turns out it was perfect, and so was Miami Tuesday night. The Heat set an NBA record by making all, ready for this number, 40 of their free throws. All 40 of their free throws, and they rallied in the final minutes to beat Oklahoma City 112-111. to And now I'm joined by that man, that man in charge of, <clears throat> let me do it right, Goal Sports. With a Z. No, 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 no. Just a minute. Just a minute. I got to get hydrated for that introduction because my partner always introduces me the right way, so I'm going to do it for him. This is Cole Johnson, that man in charge of Cole Sports. With a Z. And it makes its return today. 2 p.m., that's right. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time. Y'all can catch it here on YouTube. And a present for my partner. I will keep my promise. And Cole Sports returns Wednesdays, 2 p.m., 1 p.m. Central. You can see it live on YouTube. And as a present to you, my friend, you can also hear it live on the SDM Sports Radio network i will pick up the program and it will air live on the network and it's a co-production of snowman multimedia so we got a lot to get together a lot of logistics to get together you can hear it live on the sdm sports radio network and it will air live on his channel cole sports and within the next couple of weeks it will air live on snowman multimedia there's a lot that we're getting together good morning my brother how are you Ah, doing good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, doing good. Doing good. I can't Look, complain. You at all. held it. Listen, man. This is the least I can do. You held it down for me when I went under the knife fighting a cancer that not only a man is not supposed to survive, but a black man is not supposed to survive. Well, I'm both, and I kicked it in the ass. And you, my brother, you and the folks in the chat held it down for me while I was convalescing trying to figure out when I can come back full time. It actually took a couple of extra months and I'm still, I'm still getting everything together physically, but yeah. you, I told, I told you, and I told this to everybody, you were my only choice for my radio partner yeah. because everybody else was trying to pitch it to me saying, I'll be good. I'll be good doing this for your show. I'll be doing that. For, be good doing that for your show. And you were my only choice because the many times I've had you on as a guest, Brother, yes. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't resist that. 
<laughs> I couldn't resist that. Many times I had you on as brother guests, especially when we were going through the doldrums of taping the show in advance. Right. You were just how do we put you were just it for me, brother. You were just it. Yeah. And I I love you. I appreciate you. I like I said, I appreciate everybody in the chat. You were the only choice that I had in mind. And I mean that. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, it's an honor. Never uh, look, you introduced me to many, many wonderful people. Of course, all the feedback zone. And uh, I mean, just being in, I mean, I would not have known base and Sam Shady and why heck I wouldn't have had the budding relationship ever wise if it weren't for being a part of this. So yeah, thank you for having me a part of this. Well, we are building a hell of a network. And for those of you who doubt, continue to do so. It's like doubting the champs in Golden State. That's that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. It's like that. And they say black men can't work together. You have four of them here every Friday. You got two of them here Monday through Friday. We can't. Oh, you you mean Um, mean we're tearing down stereotypes? Darn. Listen carefully. This is what we're doing to all. Come here, you. All the stereotypes that people may have heard. Rip that thing up. These are all the stereotypes. Eat them. Black man can't work together. Says who? Says who? I must have missed that memo. I'm long, Mr. Victor Locke, my homie of 23 years. And I have an old Marquette Catholic parent. Donna Hobson Payne has joined. Uh, She's watching from Michigan City, Indiana. Good morning, Donna. Donna, Donna's one of the parents that would get so excited when her daughter would get in the game. And this is a 2015-2016 season. I had a nickname for everybody on that team. I'll talk about I'll talk about that after we close up the whip around. And there's really only one more note of significance. And there's a theory behind it. And some of y'all ain't going to like it. Kevin Durant diagnosed with a sprained MCL. And my next two words are my next sentence. Remember the 2019 World Championship Series? Yes, I do. I'm going to hate to say this because I love love watching KD play, and I know Rod West is going to show his ass this morning. Yeah. And like I said, I will say it again. I'm going to hate saying this. But after a a brilliant 15-year career, my next four words are, Kevin Durant is finished. And I hate saying it because he's one of the most gifted scorers and players I've ever seen in 40 years of watching basketball. Okay? But two MCL injuries in a career? I I don't I don't want to I don't want to say it, man. I don't want to say it. It's 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 not that I fully disagree with you. I just have to slightly push back on that. Yeah, only, yeah, yeah, yeah. only from the standpoint of 
if we expect Durant to be the guy that he was like five years ago, which right. oh, by the way, that's when he was with the Warriors. Yes. You're correct. We're not gonna see that. We're not gonna see that guy ever again. And, I, right. and that was that was before this, that was before this MCL spring. And, and it's just it, it's I hate seeing it for Kevin Durant because now the LeBron trips are gonna go off the freaking board if they're not already. But they're going to go off yeah. the freaking. Tr- but in, yeah, but in my my opinion, and and this is not this is not a shot. No, this really isn't a shot no. to LeBron or Mm-mm. or even not Jordan. A, when I say no. this, no, the best pure score that I believe that's ever been spat out of some some uh, a mother's womb is Kevin Durant. The dude yes. just for some reason knows how to find a way to score. And here's he what may- I love about Kevin. Here's what I love about KD. As gifted as he was in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. he absolutely thrived in three years in the Bay. Yeah, I think I think this is what gets trapped, and this is what gets missed mm-hmm. in his tenure with the Warriors because people wanted to say, "Well, he he uh, he partnered with the team that already was yeah. already won a championship and won seventy three won seventy three games before." He joined the team. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that I think he got a chance to one enjoy basketball again because yes. we were actually starting to see on the court that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Two, actually get a chance to display all of what he could do on the offensive end because we actually we actually did witness. Oh, okay, so this guy has a range of all sorts, and he has a good post up game too when he wants to rely on it, and. We didn't talk about this with him until he became a warrior. Remember, he started to become a, a good defensive defender. Stalwart. We never mentioned defender and Kevin Durant in the same sense until nope. he became a warrior. Nope. Because Steve Young got the, Steve Young. Steve Kerr <laughs> got that out of him. Why did I say yeah. why did I say Steve Young? I'm hey. Bay Area Legends. You got, you got foot, Steve, okay? <laughs> you probably have football in your mind a little, but yeah, man. But yeah, that, that, Steve that, Kerr got that. that Steve Kerr and Mike Brown. Yeah, I was about to say, in, in definitely got that out of him. Get, get, get a shout out to Mike Brown. Uh, Steve Kerr and Mike Brown got that out of him. Okay. Yeah, and 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 to the point, not not to just simply be a defender, but to actually be good at it and want. To be good at it and improve on it, mm-hmm. you know. Year. So yeah, every year. Every so year. we got so we got a chance to see Durant's game on full display, and it was more than just oh well, he doesn't really have to worry about scoring because he got Clay and he's got Steph, and he doesn't really have to worry too much about Davis because he has Draymond, right? And and Clay, but no, it's not really that. It's mm-hmm. he got a chance to he, he got a chance. It, it, any of us what. Whatever, whatever field that you like to be in, and whatever field that you feel passionate enough to be in, yeah. When you get a chance to do it, and you get a chance to be freely and fully yourself, you're going to put out your best work. I don't care who you are. I think that would describe me and us. Mm-hmm. Since I decided I'm diving in to Snowman Multimedia. And as much as networks, which we are in a couple, let me shout BS3 television out. Mm-hmm. Shout them out first. Let me shout out um, uh, WTLBDB in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, WIRU in Chicago. 
th- I'm pursuing this Dan Patrick style. Hmm. I'm Ooh. not putting my show out there and saying, hey, pick us up. I'm letting them come to me, come to us. Yeah, build something. You want to pick it? Yeah. You want to pick us up? Fine. Cough up the bucks. Yeah, build something. Build something of quality. And and I've got two of them because the afternoon show is starting to pick up, starting to pick up steam. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. Yeah. And you were in the chat for for one afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a perfect uh, combination in the afternoon. Rapid fire done in forty five minutes, and that's that. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a compliment. It's a compliment to this. One more note in the whip around. And it concerns a quarterback. The floor is yours. Oh, we, we all thought that uh, all the situation was done with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> after a couple of days removed from the embarrassing 28 to 14. Oh, Lord, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> Do it. After Do it. After the embarrassing 28th of 14. (laughs) Mr. Watson's team took in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback of the Browns, he received a note from his attorney, and uh, it was after he appeared in online court to trying to fight off uh, Mr. Watson having to sit in deposition court. Unfortunately, it was, uh, hmm, it was yet another case of catching another. So unfortunately, the embattled former Texas, now former Browns quarterback, has to sit in a deposition oh, between you now. Former, Br- well, for, yeah, former Texas you, and probably former Browns. Uh, you wrong. <laughs> I love it. And I don't argue, but <laughs> you wrong as hell for that. And the bad um, part is, you beat me to it. <laughs> so he has- Watson finished. Yeah, so he has to sit in deposition court be sometime between now and around income tax time. So between now and mid-April, he has to sit in some sort of deposition court. And um, so the judge who who awarded him such a distinction, uh, Rabia Collier, said this about his time needing to sit in deposition court. Oh, dear. Quote. The court is going to grant the deposition request to be held within 90 days of this order. The parties are ordered to confer on a date that works for counsel and all the details of the deposition. Close quote. Now, for those who need an update, uh, there was 26 ho- <coughs> massage therapists who uh, decided you to mean 26 be- everyday ho- <coughs> uh, massage therapists. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Who decided to look uh, get a boys was. Look, Willie D popped in my head. Okay, mm-hmm. that's an om- that's an homage to you in the city of Houston. Yes. So yeah, there was twenty six massage therapists inside to sue Mr. Watson. He settled with twenty of them. 
mm-hmm. and uh, they're and still exploring their lawyer again. Uh, their lawyer is uh, their lawyer is talking it. I forgot his first name. Busby is his last name. Tony Busby. Uh, oh, and oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, he is very good friends with the Texans owner Kelvin McNair. Which leads to our conspiracy theory of they set this whole sh- up. Oh, I'm so but glad I didn't have to say that. I'm so they glad said it that. that. Oh, come on. It, it, yeah, this is our conspiracy theory for the morning. And it goes like this. Tony Busby and the Texans ownership set up Deshaun Watson to ship him out because Deshaun Watson told them, look. I don't want to be your quarterback anymore since you ain't going to get me any more help. The only thing I say to Tashawn, you put yourself in this situation and now they're using it against you. Thank you. And sick diggy. We absolutely mean that. (laughs) You mean 26 hooker whores? Yes. And Victor Locke. We 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 mean that. We mean that too. 26 recipients of the following. LJPN is sponsored by HoFax. Before she ho, and you gotta know, tell her to show me the HoFax. Now, I'm gonna fire a shot here. I had to deal with that with uh, my last girlfriend named Jody Dials. And yes, I'm throwing names out there and throwing people under the semi. Forget the bus. You had to deal with a sexual misconduct type of deal, too? She hit me, she yelled at me, she cussed at me, she put me down, and then called it love. So she was abusive, but placed the abuse tag on you. You got it. And I don't have to explain this anymore. I lived in LaPorte, Indiana at the time. Hmm. Does that tell you anything? Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. One of the few. One of the years. This was eight years ago. This was 2015. Yeah, one of the many places where, look, we rarely talk race on the show, but it, I think it bears a mention. Yeah, high tech lynching in the house. So, yeah, I don't understand. My own wife, Jody, Dr. K, the love mm-hmm. of my life, mm-hmm. and I talk race on almost a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And she posed a simple question to me. She says, How'd you survive that? I said, baby, it took me hiding in Michigan City for three months. Hmm. We'll get into more of that when when we come back. Plus, Carlos Correa is back in Minnesota, but not by his own accord. Brother Gis, I'm so glad, Ryan, that you're here on Coffee with McCarthy. I love you. What in the all types of blue hell? This is Snowman in the Morning with Cole Johnson. Why did I suddenly? <laughs> Why did I suddenly get thrown back into 1989 with that? Oh my gosh, that guitar gets me every time. That guitar no. lick we get always gets me every time. <laughs> Now, yeah, now you got to make it a permanent part of the program. You all, you already know this. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh man, to the fanatics feedback zone. Hawk TV was the first one in. Hawk TV. Morning Snowman out of Atlanta. Victor Locke back in Chicago. Uh, Victor again. Welcome to Chicken Wing Wednesday. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
they're going there's going to have to be a turnaround on the road when i spoke at the world champion well, warriors. Yeah, warriors yeah uh cold sports in the house and you know what makes it so crazy after mm -hmm. the all-star break i think that's when the turnaround will happen i really believe that yeah donna Payne says good morning a pizzle rocking the house with us what's up brother? uh sick diggy joining us from norway which makes us an internationally syndicated uh, radio and television. You, so remember when Stephen A. called Katie's move to Cali the worst, weakest move done by a superstar ever? Yeah, I mm -hmm. remember that. I and did. and Stephen A. was just so mad that it didn't happen for his team. Dumbass. Mm -hmm. Right. Victor Locke with the uh, not John, mm -hmm. Pop Shepherd intro. Number for sick Dicky. Number double zero. zero. <laughs> Ryan McCoffey joining us. Victor again. So they find did they find some more evidence? I'll answer that. No. No. <laughs> no. They they're just trying to punish him for something that's already been settled. Ah, uh, sick diggy. Their marriage is solid, just like mine with my doc with my Doctor K, mm -hmm. uh, which was preceded by that question. And that song came and that song came to mind. Is it just me or do Damien Jamie remind anybody else of Ashford and Simpson? <laughs> that they're, they're they're a really nice couple. I got a chance to meet them. They're, got they're my awesome. shipment they're from awesome. Invader Coffee yesterday and just sitting down to a hot cup right now. What's the brew? What's what's the flavor? Mr. McCoffee. Ah, when, you have, when you have someone solid in your corner, this is your champ. This is your championship ring. Oh yeah. No question. And I'll be celebrating four years of champion this June. I'll be celebrating four years of champion this June. That's what we got. Modem. Solid. Modem. Yes, it is. Solid. Solid as a rock. Stop that. Ah. You quit that. <laughs> the thrill is still. No, you don't. <laughs> Are you dancing in your office from the oh. Tennessee, in the in the Tennessee in the Tennessee whiskey studios? <laughs> Let's continue on. Carlos Correa is back with the Twins, and he don't like it. Wait a minute. I, I, I thought he signed with the Giants. No, no. Then I thought he signed with the men. No. Doggone it. I talked about this with my buddy Dana yesterday on our premiere edition of Baseball Bros during the afternoon show. Mm -hmm. And going to need your video expertise for an intro and outro to that. Baseball Bros. Okay. Mm hmm. Bone density issue. So because that is. So that's what that's what the drawback is. Okay. Uh, Dana posed a very good question, and it goes like this. How do you get cracked ribs from a massage? <laughs> oh, Lord, not another massage issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, Dana's deeper into baseball than I am, and I consider oh, yeah. myself a baseball rat. Mm -hmm. We talked about it good yesterday. Mm -hmm. I, how does that happen? The, everybody was pulled, was, was, was drawn back because of the ankle injury. Understandable. But the cracked ribs and the bone density issue made him fail not one but two physicals in 28 days. Well, I guess I guess Carlos um, he must have gone to the Deshaun Watson School of Therapy because um, Ouch. the the only way that you can have uh, 
a therapy session and break ribs like that. It's if uh I don't know, there, there's like a position I've heard called cowboy. I, I'm not sure what that is. Reverse cowboy, maybe? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or the d- oh can't say that aloud. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean when you mean when the massage therapist uh, yeah. lays down and, uh, and, uh, and grabs uh, and grabs the ankles? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, those bend things. over to the front. Shut, Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> there is sorry. no way. Th- there is no way this man could have hurt himself on a massage. massage. <laughs> on a massage. Look, thank look, Carlos. Thank you for giving my team a ring, but doggone him, dog, dog. Really, you get rid of Car- listen. I love your Astros. They get rid of Carlos Correa. Everybody's putting him down, putting him out, and then upsets Jerry Pena. Eighteenth inning, and that's mm-hmm. all I got. Eighteenth inning. So the the stigma of the Astros not doing well without Carlos Correa is in the rearview mirror. They got their guy. And now, I, I, a six-year deal for Carlos Correa with the Minnesota Twins is going to do two <laughs> things, in my opinion. Number one is going to keep Minnesota in mediocrity because they're going to depend on his bat. They have no one else save Miguel Sano surrounding and for, him. And for the near future, it's probably going to handicap them uh, salary crap-wise. Yep. And number two, I identified this problem with my White Sox. No damn arms. I say pitching? Yeah, and the funny thing is before Correa became a, a, a twin, I thought that was what they were building themselves on is actually having arms, although they didn't have enough of them. But I thought that's and what they, they were and, building. And now that Carlos Correa is locked into this six-year contract, they won't be able to get any! Right. So... Fools. So it's it's I mean literally this is literally a lose lose situation. I mean it's a mm-hmm. lose for the team, and it's a lose for the player because look I had an Astros fan, uh dream of saying well why don't we you know since Correa's having issues signing with teams why don't we why don't we resign him I'm like fool hell no the reason why he's not with the Astros is because the dude was asking for the bank to be delivered to him. And the other and that, reason he's no longer with the Astros is number three, and uh, and and then and then which brings me to Jeremy Payne. They saw what pro they saw what project they had in in the in the uh, minor leagues, and probably by the time Payne was in Double A, they said, "Yeah, he's going to be our next guy." We're sensing that we're probably going to part ways with Carlos. Jeremy's going to be what's the, what's up, and then of course the 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 last year. The Astros went to the World Series, and they missed, which Pena. was two out twenty one. Painty was in Triple A, so mm-hmm. you know, so th- so they saw this. They they saw the handwriting on the wall. They 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 basically was they basically like, okay, look, Carlos, I know you're wanting to have, you want to have that um, that Bryce Harper money. Cool, get it. You want to have that 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 uh, that 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 Trump that Mike Trump money. Cool, get it. It's not going to come here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to do it. I'm sorry. And we're not going to handicap our team. We want rings. We do not want to have a bloated. We don't want to have a bloated, uh, <laughs> bloated lineup. 
And we, we would have if we would have you. We don't have bloated payroll either. And we don't have a bloated payroll either. And Which we is why there's some Verlanders out the door. Right. We would definitely have both if we kept you. And thank you for mentioning Justin Verlander. And so this isn't just centered on him. They let Verlander go because he, they were not willing to sign a two-year, $86 million contract with them. Mm-hmm. So the Astros were smart. They saw it. They They, they were building... And they had trust in their farm system, which they should have because Cotteret was part of it. And they reared up another uh, stud shortstop. One of the best in the majors. Yeah. Houston Astros farm system is one of the best in the majors. Jordan Alvarez, anyone? And so what I also, yeah. And so what I find, what I find funny outside of Astroville in (laughs) this is People are digging the fact that Correa is having a hard time landing somewhere because, well, mm-hmm. of course, now, you know, people want to throw the asterisk at the Astros. That ba- basically, to me, I look at it. It's that's, still that, doing that. Good yeah. Lord. Uh, I basically, it, you know, it's like it, it's, it's like the bat signal for baseball fan. But I but I take it as a jealousy sign. You know, that's the way I look at it. Like, you're jealous because if that was your team, you'd be like, yes, we got the ring shut up. Because that's why we're doing it. Listen, but, uh, but, I but, am. I love the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have for a while, basically since 2015. Because remember, mm-hmm. 2016 they were in the tank. They, oh gosh! And then yeah. 17 and beyond, they've just been up there, and I've followed. Yeah. And I've, I've followed them. Yeah. I've, I've, I've followed them, and and I get ish all the time. How can you follow a bunch of cheaters? They did their penance and they won, naturally, yeah. perhaps. So they're, not a, so they're not a bunch of cheaters anymore. Now they may be reformed cheaters, but they're not cheaters. And 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 that is how people look at Correa. They look at him as that. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's a cheater. I'm glad he's getting, I'm glad he's getting what he's getting. I'm like, well, he's a baseball player. Now he may have participated in what the Astros illegally did in 2017, but right. that price was paid. <laughs> and, that, and that's what people don't want to come off of the fact that that penance was paid yeah. the following if there's any year that the astros should not have been involved in a playoff chase it was 2000 because they finished two games under 500 at 29 and 31 mm-hmm. here i go spitting facts again and making people mad at me that oh, black no. is baseball numbers the, uh, this 2020 should have been the death of the Houston Astros as we know it. Yeah, because it certainly should have been. They were down. They they were they they finished 29 and 31. They get into the wild card series, win that. They get the division series, win that. And that down three games to none to the Tampa Bay Rays. Three games to none. And forced the game seven. Wait, just a minute. Let me let me find something to shut these to shut these Astros haters up. That's another reason why I'm linked to the to the Houston Astros, as well as my White Sox and my Cardinals and my Giants. Okay? Because of that alone, that a team can come back from any and everything. Where's my stuff? Mr. Correa and Mr. Ford. On the way. And Correa hits it in the air. Pretty deep to center. Sends back here. Meyer at the wall. See you later. And see you tomorrow. The Houston Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth. On Correa's walk-off homer. Four to three. And there will be.
a game, game six. six and eventually turned into a game, game seven. seven uh robert ford a black man by the way delivered mm-hmm. the call I-, I love taking shots at these tropes in case you oh i i i, I love I'm doing it too I love, I, love doing, these tropes. I, I love doing it too because i'm like because <laughs> guaranteed three favorite, listen three of my favorite announcers a i've had on this program and we'll have to have again and b they're both black voices in broadcasting dave mm-hmm. sims robert ford mm-hmm. paul odin and paul odin's now the new voice of god at yankee stadium so i don't mm-hmm. have listen there is a fool and i won't mention his name yet that Seems to think I won't get anybody. You know who it is. You know who the you exactly know who the hell it is because I've sent I, I've sent you the evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems to think I won't get any. I won't a get this program right and b don't get anybody famous on the show. Let's see. I've had Robert Ford. I've had Dave Sims. I've had uh, Paul Olden. I've had uh, Lee Woodall, a Super Bowl champion, by the way. I've had Gary Reasons, a two-time Super Bowl champion, by the way. I've had Glenn Parker, a four-time Super Bowl participant, seven-time Pro Bowler Richmond Webb on this program. And now I'm finally getting the marketing team together, thanks to the folks at the Be Daring Foundation, to get the word out about what we do here so we can get more good folks on the show. And believe me, by the end of the summer, this program, in terms of time, will be expanded, but this time we're going to take our time in, in doing that. Now, back to the Astros paying their penance. <laughs> they paid their penance. You saw what happened at the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Two years later, this happened. The 0-1. And Alvarez belts it deep to right field. Gets it dead by. Unbelievable. The Astros a walk-off win. Jordan Alvarez a walk-off three-run homer. And the Astros stun the Mariners in game one of the division series. Incredible. The house of horrors for the Seattle Mariners continues as they mob Alvarez by home plate. Oh, no, by the way. The, do you realize that the Astros, even though they're the World Series champions, this is what people are going to look at. Under Dusty Baker, they've yet to win 100 games. Hmm. And I say, who the hell cares? Two division titles and two American League pennants mm-hmm. and a world championship in three oh. years. I really don't care if they win. I mean, I've witnessed them win a hundred over a hundred five games that didn't win a World Series. So, uh, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So I don't care. Seven. They said a. Yeah. They, they were. They set an American. No. They. They. No. They no. Set one American. Team record. team record. Yeah. It was a team record. Yeah. Team record. Because I think the Yankees won one hundred fourteen one year. Yeah. The Yankees. And I think uh, it was nineteen. Mariners won one hundred sixteen. Two thousand. Oh, they won one hundred sixteen. Okay. Two thousand one. Okay. okay. Let me find the one call that I played. That sent my partner. That, that set my partner ablaze in delight. I'm trying to find it, and here it is, courtesy of KBME. Robert Ford. The rubber. He was on the mound when the Astros clinched the ALCS with that sweep against the Yankees. 
Mancini playing behind the runner at first. He goes, and the pitch is lifted to right by Cassianos. Long run for Tucker, over toward the line, and foul territory. Makes the catch, and the Houston Astros do it again. 2022 World Series champions. For the second time in six years, the Astros are baseball's best. The Astros are baseball's best, and until someone knocks them off, that's who they are. They are base. They they are baseball's best. Period. Well, until well someone said. knocks them off. Well said, Mister Ford. Well said. Until someone yeah. knock. Until someone knocks them off. Oh my! Clock, the clip that took took Cole Johnson to it took Cole Johnson to the altar mm. during the offering. Okay. Oh man, I'm telling you, it took you. Cole Johnson to the. You know what? Because I, that was that was sweet. The, the reason why it did, Victor, that was sweet vindication. Because I kept hearing a whole lot of noise from Dodgers fan. You Red too. Sox, yeah. Uh, and, and to Dodgers your point, fans, Red Sox fans. Red Sox fan, to your Cubs point, because, because many of these Patriots fans are Red Sox fans. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They would they mm -hmm. would say the same crap about the Astros and definitely Yankees fans. Heard all of that. And when oh, and what did what did Yankee fans start chanting? Oh, we won Houston after the uh, after yeah, they, they beat, got, they after they beat the Guardians. Mm -hmm. They we got Houston, Houston, and they got and a best. foot put in that ass. They got Houston, and they got swept on out of there. And what's what's crazy? The only person to correctly call that amongst us was Wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, we knew the Astros were going to win the American League pennant. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wise called a sweep. Yeah. I said five games. Yeah. But it just shows you how far behind the Yankees are. Oh, people are not right. going to like me for saying that, but I don't care. It just shows you how far behind the Yankees are. You know, you know what's funny about that? And, mm -hmm. and, sh and shout out to brother. Yeah, shout out to Ryan McCarthy. So I I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I listened in and contributed a little bit to, I wasn't on air, but I contributed in the in the chat to No Credentials Required. Yeah, that's exactly what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he was talking about. Yep. Yeah, that, that the Yankees are so far behind only, in terms of trying to be the American League best team that and they it's time for them to look inwardly and try to repair it. And, and they can't even beat the American League's best team. I mean, hell, yeah. and and Ryan McCarthy, fabulous job on no credentials required. Yes, yes. I, I mean, listen, here is the clip. I will show you. Well, not only the final out, but here is the clip that took Cole Johnson to the altar during the offering. Let's go back to Houston. On a 2-1, Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Very This game is turned upside down! When, when I was I was actually ill, I was physically ill during that Saturday game mm -hmm. to the point where I was sleeping on the couch. And my wife was sleeping in the sleeping in the bedroom because mm -hmm. of my stomach issues. And this was uh, back in back in November. Mm -hmm. Man. 
I had the television broadcast on with Joe Davis for Fox, and I had the radio broadcast on with KBME. And shout out to Joe Davis. He really did a wonderful Joe job. Joe Davis, he fabulous. Okay? Yeah. Listen, I had Joe Davis on Fox. I had mm-hmm. Robert Ford on KBME. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. Okay? And I, I missed the swing oh of Jordan God. Alvarez. Oh my but, gosh. but... I heard both calls simultaneously. And when I cleaned myself up and came out, I went nuts. And you know what? And what I also said when I came out of the bathroom, game over. Oh, my gosh. Uh, game, set, game set match. You remember? Because I thought we would see a game seven after Kyle Schwarber smacked oh, yeah. one deep into the night. Right. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to see a seventh game. I we're going to see a hell of a pitching matchup. And Justin Verlander was ready. Yeah. Nope. Uh, man. Nope. Now, you've heard the story that I've told about the 2005 NLCS when uh, Pujols was down. Uh, when, well, Pujols was the last out, but there was a runner on. And, and, he, just, and he hit one that hasn't come down yet. It hasn't come down oh, yeah. yet. And, and, and I said that as soon as it hit the bat, mm-hmm. I just knew it was uh, this was the days I actually had the salty mouth. <laughs> So as soon as the as soon as the ball hit the bat, I was like, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know." This was the this was the total one eighty. So as soon as I heard the ball hit Alvarez's bat, I was like, "Yes!" I didn't see where it landed. And, and, you, also, and you also said game over because the game was yeah. over then. Yeah, because one more time for those of us who support the Astros. Okay. On a 2-1, Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Oh. back. This game is turned upside down. Turned upside down, nothing. He was that correct. son of a bitch was blown sideways. Thank you, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Al High in the fanatic feedback zone. Yankees, Yankees got lit up like the 4th of July. Yes, indeed, they did. You ain't lying, Al. You're not lying, bro. And Al, we got to get you back on the got to get you back on oh, the yeah. program. It's talking about Joe Davis, Joe who Davis. not only is the national announcer for Fox, but he's also the Dodgers television voice. I thought the I thought he was from the West Coast. Okay, yep. I thought he's so. the, he is the one that stepped into the shoes of Vin Scully when Vin Scully retired in 2016. Nice choice, nice choice. I, yep. I love I love how he calls games. He is the the one that stepped into the shoes of one Vince Scully. Speaking of announcers, I said last week that I would reveal just to piss Rod West off. Rod West. That I would reveal 10 forwards that played a much better fundamental position than LeBum James, or LeFraud James, or LeFlop James. I'm, I'm sorry. Lord. I'm not sorry. Here's one of them, Mr. Zinkoff. And University of Massachusetts, number six, Julius Owen. That's an introduction I could hear on loop for two hours straight, and I get tired of it. Why not? Uh, why? Who would get tired of it? I mean, well, Rod would. We all know that. But... <laughs> Shove it in his face one more time, Mr. The late great Dave Zinkoff. 
which is where I learned one of the announcers I learned from to be a to do a PA announcer, Mr. Zinkoff. Nickname that. His name is Dave Zinkoff. His name was Dave Zinkoff. He passed away in 1985. But Al Hyde, the Sixers, and I, they, yep. Yeah. He's yes, the sir. only Sixers announcer. Yes sir. yes, sir. Man, you know what? When the NBA was on CBS, mm-hmm. there were a total of four PA announcers that I became very familiar with Dave Zinkoff from Philadelphia, Lawrence Tanter from the Lakers when they played at the Fabulous Forum. Right, Andrew Jick from the Boston Garden, mm-hmm. and later on Tommy Edwards from Chicago. Mm. But then Tommy Edwards retired, and then Ray Clay took it over, and we all know what happened beginning in 1991. Right. He, ch- you know what he did, Al? He put, he put it in one big syllable. Mm-hmm. He put that. He put everything in one big syllable and saved the second syllable for Irving. Like, like he wanted to get to Ur so fast and so bad. And the crazy part is that became one of his trademarks. Yeah. That became one of Dave Zinkoff's trademarks. Oh, oh God. Oh, there was another forward who played in that, who, who played on that team that plays a better forward than LaFlop James. Does the name Bobby Jones mean anything to y'all? Underrated defender. That's all I gotta say. Underrated defender, underrated rebounder. Uh, and and he played at North Carolina under Dean Smith. Oh, and uh, no wonder. Fundamentally now, sound. Uh, I was gonna say, fundamentally sound. Uh, no wonder. <laughs> now, I'm really gonna piss Rod West off, and I dare him to show his ass in the chat today. A, a Pizzle, when I played the six inch I love you for that. Thank you, A Pizzle. Now, I'm gonna tell you a forward that I've mentioned on this show a few times and uh, Cole has mentioned a few times and Victor's said a few times and people think I'm crazy for saying this, but a fundamentally sound forward who gets no love except on this show, Thomas Dwayne Chambers. Oh, he went full government. Can I, can I get a witness? Tom Chambers. You get to complain out of me. You know, people, you know, people rate, NBA NBA fan of today raves so hard about Dirk Nowitzki. They yep. even rave about uh, Nikola Jokic because he has this all-around game. Yep. And yep. Th- and that's all true. And they, you should you, you should give exactly. Nowitzki and Jokic their flowers. And they it's not a shot at Dirk either. No, it's, it's not, not a shot, shot at Dirk. But you and I, and a few in the chat too, we saw the forerunner of that. And that was a four. We saw well, two well, forerunners we, we to saw, that. We saw a few forerunners that. Bob we saw two, two forerunners to that. Both wear a Seattle uniform. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, one was Tom, Tom Chambers is one, and, and, and the fellow that preceded him, Jack Sigma. And you know, we saw the forerunner to the stretch four and the stretch five. Mm-hmm. And 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 but the thing, the difference between Dirk and to a slight degree Jokic and Chambers. Chambers was also athletic too because he could give you the three and he could give you a good out, uh, 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 outside shot. Oh, but he could posterize your duck in your face too. Listen, that baseline jump by Jack Sigma, that pivot, but that pivot. I, I saw the jump. I, man, I, I told you. You want to you, talk about I, a shot that blew off the blew the roof off the kingdom? 
I, t- I, I told you, I told you, man. <laughs> Jack Sigma's turnaround pivot jumper from the time I was nine to the time I was eleven mm-hmm. gave me nightmares because I yep. hated it when I considering Rockets fan, right? Hated yes. it when I saw it, but of course now I respect it because that was one. Well, heck you, of a shot. Look, when you cheer as a fan, you hate the players, but when you dig yeah. into the history, and yeah. Al High tells us to bring the history, Al. Oh, Al you got to be you one day go have to come up go have to come on with us when we do it when bring we do, the history we do this again bring the history uh, say less say less, less. we're never gonna bring it isn't that what we always do yeah we're we're never never especially but man baseball. oh did i did i go there mm-hmm. but woo, man i hated it when when sigma oh. got <laughs> when sigma got the ball in the on the baseline but didn't do the pivot i, I was nope. like that's two points. As soon as he turned, as soon as that pivot foot all was turned. To, yeah, all he had to do was turn the pivot foot. And as that soon was as it. that pivot foot landed, it. the shot went up. Mm-hmm. And no one could no one could come close to laying a fingernail on it. Nope. And that thing was always as straight as an arrow. I'm like, gosh. Nightmares, man. I had nightmares about that shot. But yeah. uh, here's, here's a forward that I loved watching that was on his way to a Western Conference title before he broke his hand. Alex English. You know. See, and it turned a six-game conquest by the Lakers into a five-game conquest because as soon as they lost English, the series was over. You see, people got to you, Doug Mo, but <sighs> people got to give more love to LS English. Uh, That's th- what we do here. This dude, people, you know, and, and, and yes, Bernard King was that man at that time. Oh, Bernard, Bernard King. Mm. But mm. Alice English? If you left him open anywhere in the court, you might as well run the opposite. Right. That was two points. Goodbye. That dude was instant offense. That dude was instant offense. No matter where you put him on the floor. Speaking Ooh, of le- speaking of leaving someone open and then running down court because it was two points. Where is it? Where is it? I need to find. I I I need to find this. I need to find. Well, there's one, James Worthy. Yeah. Y'all want some intros? Try these. And yes, this is CBS. The voice you hear is that of Andrew Jick. Cornbread. A finals MVP, by the way. And then the greatest small forward to ever play the game. Real Larry Bird. I always love how he if, did. If that don't get you ready for a world championship game, because it was game seven. If that don't get you. Yep. And at the other forward from Indiana State, six foot nine, the number 33, Larry Bird. <laughs> and uh, another, another from the another from the nightmares department. Yes, when the uh, when the Celtics played the Rockets in 81. the uh, 80s. Uh, 81. Not so much, not so much 81. 86. More so 86, yeah. Oh, Larry's triple, Larry's triple double in the Boston Garden in Game Six. Yeah, yeah, because uh, because yeah, let's be honest, in '81, Bird was okay. 
against the Rockets. I mean, he, like, he was. He still but was but Cornbread took that series over. But, but, that, but that was Cornbread series. Yeah, Cornbread that, that was, that was Cornbread. Cornbread took that series over. Yeah. That was that was Cedric Maxwell in eighty one. And and yeah, and it was upsetting from the standpoint. Yes, the Rockets and the Rockets and the Celtics were tied two two, and and Moses was like, "Oh yeah, we can get them. They they, they ain't nothing in that." And Cornbread said, "And Cornbread said, uh uh-uh. uh, uh-uh. yeah, little firearm." And Cornbread said, "Uh uh, not in this world, you're not." But in but in eighty six, and Bird basically in Bird's best year, that everywhere on the court, man, everywhere it was. And, and, and just ask the Milwaukee Bucks the series prior, and, and mind you, so of course I, I, I'm seeing the Rockets' journey through, uh, throughout that that time period, mm-hmm. and and uh, here's a here's a small quick anecdote. So, conference semifinals, the Rockets are, are hosting the Nuggets. That was a birthday present I got from my parents. So, my mother takes me to the game, and uh, the Rockets blow. The Nuggets out. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't even a contest. I mean, destroyed. They destroyed them. They had no, they had they had nothing for Lajuan. They had nothing for Samson. They had nothing for actually for uh, actually for uh, John Lucas for who was just directing everything. Had nothing John, for him. John Lucas Senior. Love yes. it. Could not stop anything. The Rockets offensively threw at them. Nope. And every now and then, <laughs> Samson or Elijah would send shots at the seats. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, the basically the summit crowd was all a roar, probably one good loud roar every two minutes. Yes. And so understand everybody out there. My mother is not a it's not a sports fan. And of course, I have to marry another non-sports fan. But my mother was not a sports fan, but you know, she just wanted to indulge her son and 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 my father couldn't come with me. So right. She She's not cheering. She's not booing. She's not even interested in the game, right? So she right. pulls out one of her Harlequin novels. Oh boy! And she's not reading the, it, and she's all novel. yes, not the Harlequin novel. That's right. That's Here, right. Yeah, that, with Fabio, with Fabio on the blonde on the front cover and all. Yes. And so she's in the midst of reading it. <laughs> she's. He says she busted out the Harlequin novel. <laughs> Good gracious! She's so she's in the midst of reading it, and everything is coming fine with me. I didn't care about her. She right, care about right, me. right, right, right. She, she, she was fine. I wouldn't bother her, and I was fine, and I wasn't, and she wouldn't bother me. So everything was good. And then remember, everybody out there who's Uh-oh. old enough to remember the wave. Yes, was the thing. Yes, yes. So, so the summer started to do the wave probably about three minutes into the second half. Oh dear. So and mind you, the game was a blowout. Yeah, yeah. By by then the Rockets mind were up. You, by, mind, yeah. mind you, the game was a blowout. Yeah, by then the Rockets were up by fifteen. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the game went even in doubt. The game went even doubt from the beginning of the second quarter. No. So, so I'm a good old time, and so I'm preparing <laughs> to get up because you know in the wave you have to yep. you, know, you have to get up when your section, uh-huh. uh when your section gets the movement. Yes. To make it all look beautiful and coordinated, all going on around the arena. Oh, so Lord. I'm preparing to sit. I'm preparing to stand up. I look to my right because my mother was sitting to my right. Yes, and my mother was like this. <laughs> mind you, I mean, mind <laughs> you, as I said, every two minutes, and 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 and, and the PA announcer and sixteen thousand and sixteen thousand. 
and sixty in the summit. In the summit. Yeah, me being one of them, going absolutely berserk every time the Rockets do something positive. Now, now mind you, folks, this ain't the Toyota Center. This is the summit. This is when the NBA crowds were actually loud. Yes, and and I mean loud as hell. And the summit, it was very loud. It was very loud. And I've been in and I've been in Toyota Center. It is not nearly as loud. Toyota Center has nothing. And Nothing the, and the funny on thing the is, summit. And the funny thing is, is it, it seats more people. It seats almost twenty thousand. But it's, yeah, but it's not nearly 19, as loud. Nineteen seats and then nineteen thousand in the Toyota. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is one person that has graced both Chicago Stadium and the United Center. I miss the old barn. Yeah, I was about to say, and I, and I know you know the feeling because United Center, although it's a great building. Love the United Center. Done games in the United Center. Got nothing on Chicago Stadium. Not Chicago Stadium. And I could and I could tell you that just from watching TV, the the atmosphere is different. Same thing with the summit versus Toyota Center. So, I mean, just loud. And I mean, literally loud as hell. Oh, horns all over the place. Peer announcers loud, and the crowd's loud. I'm loud too. And and your mother's just mother there. out. I mean, Mm-mm-mm. I mean, I mean, to the point where we got to the end of the third quarter. I'm like, what the. She didn't wake up until about three or four minutes into the fourth quarter. I'm like, <laughs> this woman slept. How did how did you how could you anyone be sleep when sixteen thousand eight hundred people are yelling their brains out? This woman slept through a playoff game. How is this possible? How can you sleep through an NBA playoff game? When, when the, given today's <laughs> listen, given today's state of the NBA, you know you could sleep through a playoff game with no problem. Now I can understand. Uh, not now that I'm older, I can someone understand if if the Rock was getting the brakes beaten off of him. Mm-hmm. Which you know, yeah, <sighs> then I could somewhat understand if she would be sleepy and and would be passed out. No, no, not uh, I mean, not then. No, I just I don't understand it. Th- this was a now, this was a home team route <laughs> for a quarter. And and, Vi- and Victor has the best statement, and here it is. <laughs> Cole looked at his mother like, "I can't take you nowhere." Yeah, for newly me- minted. Newly minted 13-year-old me said that about my mother. Exactly, Victor. <laughs> you know, that was me in 1982 when my dad took all of us to Comiskey Park, the old one, Victor, and we saw the White Sox and the California Angels. We're seven minutes into the second hour. 